Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, it is the first day of school. What are some pointers, parents, for this week? How do we get into it? I guess um, for the kids, too. Uh, let's bring in Julie Mueller, Associate Professor and Associate Dean in the Faculty of Education, Wilfrid Laurier University, expert on digital technology and learning as well as physical activity and learning. And she is with us now. Julie, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Uh, thank you for what, having me. What are some of the biggest challenges that both kids and the parents are going to face this week? Well, I'd say the biggest one is anxiety that's born from the unknown. So not knowing what is happening. So my biggest tip would be be prepared, yet flexible. So how do you be prepared for the unknown? Exactly. Well, first of all, fuel yourself. So sleep, eat, and move. Kids need to have sleep, they need to be fed, and they need to have an opportunity to get up and move. So if you are your body's prepared, your mind's going to be prepared. How difficult getting back into the schedule of that first week, perhaps not going to bed at, at consistent times throughout the summer and such, how difficult is it to make that transition just to the routine part of it? Well, I think there again, being prepared and, and actually setting aside appropriate time. Say, well, I'm going to um, watch YouTube for half an hour and then shut it off and spend half an hour um, getting prepared for bed and setting up some time so again you're prepared that you know what is happening when um, and be informed so take time those parents take time to read the new health and phys ed curriculum so you know what the talk is about um, take time to look at the website for your school and find out what is happening um, when kids arrive and where they should go if they aren't going until 1230. <laughs> I remember uh, my, my uh, kids found out what class, uh, my boy found out what class he's going into on Friday just before the long weekend. And man, just the anticipation, waiting for the note to find out what his class and his teacher was going to be. My goodness, it was unbelievable. What about friends? Uh, I remember for us last year, uh, uh, unfortunately, my kid wasn't in a, a, a classroom with a lot of his friends. Uh, good thing it, it spun around this year. But that's also a great experience. We tried to explain to him that, uh, you know, this is a great time to make new friends and concentrate on some of the other things in the classroom and such. What, do you get, what sort of advice do you give around friends? Well, I think your advice sounds very sound. Right? That look, for, look for that one friend. So the research tells us that kids are successful if they have at least one person that they can connect with and talk to. And if that one friend doesn't happen to be in their class, look for a, a person who they could offer the same same um, friendship too. So somebody who, you know, everything happens for a reason. Figure out what is it, why is it that I don't have my friend here? What what can I offer to somebody else? And I, again, our research tells us the happiest people are the people that spend the most time doing things for others. So turn it turn it for your child and say, you don't have your friend here, and that makes you feel lonely. Is there somebody else in this class that might be feeling the same way? What about uh, homework and, and, and dedicating a certain time of the day or evening, whatever it is, to, to, and, and getting into the regiment, getting into the, the routine of doing this? How, any suggestions there? Yeah, really, a really helpful suggestion is to just get started. So again, block off, say, okay, just for 10 minutes you have to do homework, this 10 minutes, and then use the, you know, the the pre-MAC principle, if you do this, then you get this, all right? So if you do homework for 10 minutes, if they find it not enjoyable, mm -hmm. 
do 10, 10 minutes of homework, and then you can go ride your bike. Right. And, and often, if they just get started, then they'll finish it. Right. So it might take 20 minutes, but once they get started, and knowing that they only have to give you that 10 minutes to start, often that is enough to, to, to make it worthwhile. What about that physical activity, getting out of the house? Yes, I'm, and adding the getting out of the house not only is the physical activity, but being outdoors. So the the air, the light. Um, as our days get shorter, it's really important that kids get sunlight um, and are out and 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 moving. Um, you know, something as simple as walking to get the mail mm-hmm. or using that you know neat approach, the the ordinary ordinary things to get that aerobic activity. They don't, it doesn't have to be, you know, an hour and a half soccer practice or an organized um, basketball game. It can be walking to get the mail. It can be um, seeing how fast they can run to the end of the block, that kind of thing. All right. Finally, devices. Uh, Obviously, this year in classroom, the uh, rules and guidelines are are set for the teachers. They know exactly, and the students, what exactly they can and cannot do for educational purpose, safety and health and such. Uh, Any suggestions there? Um, I would suggest that if if parents want control over how their students use their phone, it might start before they ever send it to school. Hmm. If they don't want them using it at school, keep it at home. not necessarily realistic, and the, the rules haven't really changed. Teachers have always addressed tools as educational tools, and I don't think that there's going to be a, a big difference. So uh, you, you don't think there's any sort of adjustment that, that kids are going to have to make? I think everybody realizes this is pretty standard fare, that you know, there has to be some sort of, of guideline. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the positive of it, it might um, make teachers think more deeply about what is an educational use of the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as kids get into the second, third, fourth week, wh- when should all of this subside? When do you, as a, que- as a parent, perhaps question, you know, the first week, this is one thing, but, you know, we're, I'm concerned about, you know, behavior, whatever. Uh, how long should this period take? Well, I mean, it, it, it's not an, a new adjustment that this kind of transition happens for kids yeah. every year, and it happens over over the holiday time in the winter. So I think if you if you look at it and say, you know, as we go into this, if you get you get tired of it, sometimes you know, anxiety is stemmed because you you know the routine and you you try to put the routine in place but then also novelty is important to keep kids excited so maybe looking forward to the next Hmm. next break julie mueller has been with us associate professor and associate dean in the faculty of education wilford laurier university an expert on digital technology and learning as well as on physical activity and learning uh julie thank you so much for the time and insight good luck this school year hey you too You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. It's the first day back to class and uh, lots of challenges for lots of uh, parents. It's it's great that, um, you know, you're back into the routine and stuff, but always that first day and getting over the hump. Bit of a challenge. Uh, Like I said earlier, um, one was up at the crack of of dawn and when I left, the other one was still in bed. So, you know, it depends how old they are, really. Uh, that first week, it's a bit of a challenge. Let's get some tips from Don Danko, Ward 7 trustee, Hamilton Wentworth District School Board, also the chair of the Finance and Facilities Committee. Don, thanks for taking the time to join us again. I appreciate this. 
Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you today. What is it and like? Can I just mention, yes. uh, Scott, quickly, wagon wheels. Those were my disappointing oh. snacks that I got every day, and I just wanted a Joe Louis. You didn't? <laughs> just, oh, so you didn't, back. you didn't like the wagon wheel. I did not, but I've had to go find them for my son, who mm-hmm. absolutely loves them, and mm-hmm. that's his treat that you know brightens his day. So when you uh, saw the wagon, part. so when you opened up the wagon wheel and you showed it to your son, what was your first thought when you saw the wagon wheel of today? Oh goodness, it was why on earth would you want that? Well, it was way <laughs> it was, smaller. Was, it's like this was a wagon wheel oh. used to be big, and it's like that's not a wagon wheel; that's a Hot Wheel. That's not- yeah, you're absolutely it seems a lot, right, actually. It looks like, it looks like, looks like the size of a cookie now. It's not a wagon wheel. The whole idea was it was as big as a Joe Louie. That's why it was, you know, huge, you know. Anyway, enough of the snack. Yeah, anyway. uh, not, we're, 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 we're snacking here. Uh, so some of the big challenges heading into this week. Some advice for parents. How do you get them back to normal, back to uh, routine? Well, of course, I've got to start with a big welcome back to our families, our students, and, of course, our staff. And I know our staff have been working really hard over the past couple of weeks to get ready for a positive first day and a positive school year overall. But as you mentioned, emotions can be high, expectations can be high, and there can be some letdowns over those first few days, particularly as we come off uh, summer vacation, a long weekend. And while it's nice to establish routine before school starts, we all know that doesn't necessarily happen the way we'd like it to. Uh, so we, certainly in terms of tips for parents, um, today, I, mean, I know you saw them at the door, you probably took some pictures, and uh, there's probably excitement, maybe some anxiety. And I, I think one of the best things you can do at the end of the first day is get just get your kids talking about that first day yeah. and help them focus on some of the positives. Because maybe they weren't in a class with their friend and, and they got split up and that was disappointing. Mm-hmm. But there's always going to be positives. And if you can ask those questions and really get them focusing on the positives. It can really make that second day and that the whole first week more positive for, for kids. When should things start to settle down and become sort of normal? Well, we have the first couple of weeks of school where kids are getting settled in, and um, there is a bit of upheaval in September because we often have to adjust classes. Um, Depending on last-minute enrollment, you might have some classes that are bigger than others, and we we need to adjust the class sizes so they meet our requirements, but they're also balanced. Um, So sometimes there can be some changes that happen around the third week of September. We call that uh, reorganization. And uh, it it can be disruptive for the kids that do have to move classes. Um, It can be a positive. But being prepared for that, I think, is is a good idea. Um, But again, usually getting into the second week, um, teachers establish their routines. um, They're starting to build relationships with students. People are getting settled into their their groups in class. Um, it, It tends to settle down in the second week. I only got about a minute left. How do you balance being a good parent with being a helicopter parent? Oh, goodness. Uh, (laughs) I think the biggest thing is being an active listener and not trying to fix all of your children's problems, but making sure you're listening to them well um, and and letting them work through their problems. Um, You know, be a guide, be a positive support, and stay in touch with your school and get involved. Um, hwdsb.on.ca, you can subscribe to your school website, to our website, transportation website, and make sure you have all the right information. Don Danko has been with us, Ward 7 trustee, Hamilton Wentworth District School Board, also the chair of the Finance and Facilities Committee. Don, thank you so much for the time and insight. Good luck this year. Thanks so much. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.